You know, sometimes when I read through the Old Testament and I come to, um, I think it's like First and Second Kings and, and the Chronicles also, there's usually a point that I, I almost always get sad when I'm reading about the kings. I know none of them were perfect, not even David. Um, uh, and some were just flat out evil the, the whole time they, they ruled. But the ones that really make me sad are the ones that started out really good for God. But toward the end of their life, they turned away from God. Almost when they had, all, they had come to that last turn, they were almost there. They almost persevered for God, it seems. Then they just turned away. And that, that makes me sad. So what I want to do today is... Um, for one thing, I want us to look at a few kings who seem to start strong but finished poorly. So we will do that and we may learn a little bit more as we go on that. But how did all this start? How did all the kings start? Israel has not always had, had kings, has it? Actually, yes, they, they had a king. God was their king. But one day the elders of Israel they all got together and came to the prophet Samuel and um, they asked for a king like the other nations. Uh, I'll read part of that here. 1 Samuel 8, 6, beginning there. Um, and they, they asked Samuel for a king. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed to the Lord and the Lord said to Samuel, Obey the voice of the people and all that they say to, the, to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me from being king over them. All right, and so God gave them kings, and uh, let's look at a few of those. And, of course, the first king was Saul, King Saul. Uh, the Lord chose Saul, and, uh, you know, and Samuel anointed him with oil and 1 Samuel 10, 9 says, uh, when he turned his back to leave Samuel, God gave him another heart. Well, it seems like Saul was off to a good start. Um, but Saul had some character flaws, it seems. Um, there was uh, a lot of pride that became evident in his life. Maybe even some uh, reclusive pride at first, but his pride seemed to grow over the years, and uh, he he was so really overprotective about the power that he had as king, and he even tried to kill his successor David on many occasions, and he lied to Samuel and disobeyed God and so many things. First um, Samuel fifteen twenty three. I think uh, Samuel is speaking to him. And he says, for rebellion is as the sin of divination, and presumption is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. And so Saul did not end well. And of course, the second king was King David which God promised that uh, one of his offspring would, 
would rule Israel forever in peace. And then we, we find that uh, David's son Solomon became king. And we're just looking at some of the kings that were in the, uh, that would be in the, the, uh, the tribe of Judah, or lead to the tribe of Judah, and then lead to the Messiah. And these are the kings that we're, we're looking at. And uh, so Solomon, right? I mean, he followed the Lord, it seems, 100%. He loved God. And First uh, Kings 4.29, And God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding beyond measure, and breath of mind like the sand on the seashore. 32, he also spoke 3,000 proverbs, and his songs were 1,005, 34. And people of all nations came to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And from all the kings of the earth who had heard of his wisdom, how spectacular was Solomon in his walk with God. But Solomon did not finish well either. And this is really sad to me. God had told Israel not to intermarriage with foreign women or they would turn their heart after other gods. And First uh, Kings 11, 3, uh, he had 700 wives who were princesses and 300 concubines. Four, when Solomon, for when Solomon was old, his wives turned away his heart after other gods and his heart was not wholly true to the Lord his God as was the heart of, his, of David his father. And uh, the Lord said, uh, and he did, he said he would tear the kingdom from him. And that's really sad because the wisest man that ever lived that, that wrote these proverbs, and so many of them warned against the adulterous woman uh, and how that she would lead to their destruction. And knowing all that, um, he forsook God. Well, let's look at Asa, Asa, king of Judah, who began as a great king. But um, at one point, he, uh, he sent gold and silver from the house of the Lord to the king of Syria. He was trying to, to, uh, to break a partnership uh, with Israel so that they would support Judah. And so he, he, he sent this, this gold and silver from, to, to, to Syria that he had taken from the house of the Lord. And this, this pleased the Lord. A seer came to Asa and said in Second Chronicles 16, verse 9, You have done foolishly in this, for from now on you will have wars. Then Asa was angry with the seer and put him in the stocks in prison, for he was in a rage with him because of this. And Asa inflicted cruelties upon some of the people at the same time. In the 39th year of his reign, Asa was diseased in his feet, and his disease became severe. Yet, even in his disease, he did not seek the Lord, but sought help from physicians. Asa did not end well. King Uzziah, you might, might have heard about him. He was a good king. Uh, Chronicle, Second Chronicles 26.3 Uzziah was 16 years old when he began to reign. Four, and he did that. Uh, he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. Five, and as long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. Um, verse 16. But when he was strong, he, he grew proud to his destruction. 
You see, um, Isaiah, he disobeyed God's word and entered the temple to burn some incense on the altar. And that was only to be done um, by the sons of Aaron who were priests. Uh, that was the, the rule of God. And Azariah, the priest, when he, he found out that Uzziah was, was trying to do this in the temple, he went in the temple after him, and he brought along with him 80, yes, 80 priests. And they went in to remove him from the temple. When Uzziah became angry with the priest, leprosy broke out on his forehead. Here, let's see uh, verse 21 of the same chapter. And King Uzziah was a leper to the day of his death. And being a leper, lived in a separate house, for he was excluded from the house of the Lord. So King Uzziah did not finish well. Let's see, just a couple more, I think. Josiah, wow, you know, I, I, just, I just love reading the story, the first part of the story about Josiah. Second uh, Kings 22, 1, Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. Verse 2, and he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. I mean, you could read so many things. He, he read the book of the law to the people that they had, they had found in, in, in uh, one of the ruins of parts of the temple, I think, and it, he made a covenant before the Lord to walk after him and keep his word. And, and all the people joined in with him on that. As he put away mediums and necromancers and household idols. And he worked to establish the word of the Lord in the land. In fact, 2 Kings 23:25 says, Before him there was no king like him who turned to the Lord with all his heart with all his soul and with all his might, according to all the law of Moses, nor did any like him arise after him. So, I mean, this is just building me up as I'm reading this. But um, Josiah did not finish well. He joined in another battle that was going on against the king of Egypt. And the word of the Lord came to him by a prophet and uh, saying to stop opposing God. And he ignored the prophet. He, he did not obey God's word. And he was shot with an arrow. And he died. Josiah did not finish well. Amaziah, 2 Chronicles 25. I'll read a few verses out of that. Amaziah was 25 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. And he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, verse 2 there, yet not with a whole heart. So when Amaziah brought gods of the other people into Judah, he set up places of worship and silence, silenced the Lord's prophet when he came to him to rebuke him. And the Lord brought about his defeat as well. So the truth is that all the kings, not just the ones I've mentioned today, were broken kings. But these in particular started, mostly started well and finished poorly. You know, but we're all broken. Even David was broken. Adam and Eve were broken. All their descendants were broken. We're all broken because of sin. And the great thing about what we've looked at today is 
Uh, remember, God promised David that one of his descendants would sit on the throne of Israel who would not be broken. He would be the only hope for the sins of the world. In fact, God promised that back in, in, in Genesis after Adam and Eve sinned as well, that the offspring of the woman would be the only hope, the only one that would come to crush the head of, this, of, the, of the serpent. So who was this one who would, who would sit on the throne of David forever? Yes, it was Jesus Christ, God's only son, the Messiah. And he was prophesied of throughout the Old Testament. Isaiah 9, 7 says, um, Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. So remember him back now. In closing, to remember him back to our open text, Israel first told Samuel they they wanted like a king like the, like the other nations had, and, and they rejected God. Remember, rejected God as king, and so God gave them these uh, broken kings that would not really ultimately bring peace or victory that lasts. Uh, they were all broken in every sense. And so they they abandoned they abandoned the perfect king, and and they took on broken kings that could not bring them peace. And in Acts thirteen, Paul is preaching about this very thing, and here's what he says about this, verse twenty one. Then they asked for a king, and God gave them Saul the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin. For forty years, and when he had removed him, he raised up David to be their king, of whom he testified and said, I have found in David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart, who will do my all my will. Of this man's offspring, God has brought us to Israel a Savior, Jesus, as he promised. And it's so cool to me that Though God was rejected by Israel as king beforehand, um, today all who look to Jesus, who is in the lineage of David, all who look to Jesus with faith, they they once again they see they see God as the true King of Israel. Because that's who Jesus is. He is God. He is the Son of God. He is the second part of the Trinity. Um, yes, we become the spiritual Israel, where he is the king by faith in him. So let's pray together. Father in heaven, Lord, I thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you for... Um, the only hope for the sins of the world and the Messiah promised throughout the Bible, promised throughout the Old Testament, um, promised throughout the kings, Lord, um, uh, promised uh, to sit on the throne of David and to, to rule Israel, your Israel, those who come to you by faith like Abraham did. Thank you, Lord, that we can look to Jesus in faith we can look to him in delight, in hope, 
enjoy. Uh, we, can, we can claim him as good news for our hearts through faith, Lord, that, that he died uh, to pay, to be paid the wages of our sins and to, and to take what we deserve um, so that we might obtain his righteousness because he was not broken. He succeeded where Adam failed. He never sinned. He never rebelled against God. He succeeded where, um, where Saul failed, where David failed, where, where all the kings failed. King Jesus uh, succeeded. And so he has righteousness that he can give into our account. And he became sin for us on the cross. He took our sin. Um, and he took the wages of our sin, which is death. And then he rose from the grave, Lord. And in doing that, um, he will raise us up again, incorruptible to be with him forever. And even with his resurrection, even while we live here, Lord, he gives us that same power to have victory over sin in our own life here so that we might grow in, in seeing more of his glory and uh, being more practically righteous in him until he makes makes us 100% um, righteous before before him, Lord, in his presence. Lord, thank you for the, the righteousness we have today in Jesus Christ. And uh, help us to, to abide in your love and to share your love and your glory with others. Show us more, more of your glory, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.